Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. Of 20 Minute Tims, and I am joined by Stephen. What's happening? And Melly. Yes. And lads, well, it's Groundhog Day again. Uh, for the first time in the history of this podcast, we've no Celtic wins to talk about for the second week in a row. Four goals shipped to AC Milan, so is out of the Europa League. Our Euro- European campaign is in the bin there. Um, a failure win against St. Johnson has probably seen our league campaign in the bin, and this comes only seven short days after our League Cup campaign. Is in the bin, Stephen. It's December. We're 13 points and 21 goals behind the team at the top of the league, regardless of who it is. It just so happens to be Rangers at the moment. We've won two games in our last 12. There's no indication that there's any turnaround on the way. The league is over, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took a big deep breath there before I was saying that. But yeah, it is. It, yeah. The way things are currently going, the current trajectory, the direction that we are going in as a club, it's it's definitely over. What are we actually looking at now? We are we need to at least we need to match Rangers form for the rest of the season and beat them three times. Is that what we're dealing with yeah. here now? We, we need snookles, essentially right. beat them three times. So yeah. we need to match them and beat them three times. Fantasy stuff the way Celtic are playing just now. Absolutely it's, ludicrous. It's total fantasy, isn't it, Melly? Because you know, take two of those objectives. So if you split those objectives in two, we've got to win our games in hand and we have to beat Rangers three times. If it was only one of those stood in the way of us in winning the league, if we only had to beat Rangers three times, we would be sitting on this podcast going, don't know about that, the way that Celtic have been playing against Rangers recently, that's no guarantee. Winning the games in hand, the way we've been playing recently, that's no guarantee. Putting those together at the moment seems almost unsurmountable. And do you think the league's over? If Neil Lennon stays in charge, yes, the league is definitely over because this isn't going to turn. This is just going to continue. We'll maybe win the odd game, but we'll get bad results as soon as we come up against a a decent team, as we've said previously. But I still, I can't give up the league yet. So It's December. Was there 24 games to go? That is a lot. And I know 
I know Celtic have been bad this season, but I still think that's a good squad. So I feel if a decent manager came in, we could maybe turn this around and go on a decent run. We get to the new year, and it's only league games we need to worry about. I know. I'm it's, shaking my head at you, mate. You're, I know, you mate. I can see you sound. It's pure fantasy. It's pure fantasy. We we had we could have Celtic fans are raging right now, and rightly so. We're all raging because see, when it comes to May, and if Rangers are crowned champions. We are going to look back and say, we told you at this point you should change it. You ignored it. We demanded you change it at this point. And then weeks later, we're still sitting here and you haven't changed it. Celtic fans are going to say, we told you this wasn't working and you chose to ignore us. Why? Everybody just wants to know why. Well, that's it. There's a, there's a tipping point for when you need to get change when things are too far gone. And th- th- for weeks, Stephen... We can take this back as long as you want, right? But for weeks, definitely, the Celtic fans and the uh, not just fans, but pundits that aren't friends with the current manager and Scottish football observers, so fans and writers and journalists, a lot of people have been saying it's not working. Then the fans started saying to the board, we need to change a manager. This is quickly spiralling out of control. The only way to change it is to keep the manager. The board went against that and against all football and norms and says, we're keeping the man in charge. We back him. The tipping point for me, the point of no return, was that St. Johnston game. And we dropped points. And we dropped points in that St. Johnston game. So the time for change, as far as I'm concerned, has passed. If you suddenly think, yeah. if like Melly does, that the board are going to come to their senses and change it. I'm, I'm telling you right now, even if the board woke up tomorrow morning, even if Dermot Desmond wakes up tomorrow morning, whatever tax haven he lives in, and goes, right, actually today I feel like Celtic... I feel like I'm going to focus on Celtic and they need to win that league. What do I need to do, right? Well, they need a new manager. That process will take a month. That process will take four weeks. That process will definitely take after the Rangers game. And we're not <laughs> yeah. beating Rangers as it stands. So it's, that's why I think the league is completely gone. It's edging towards arguably even already too late to change because, as Melly said, we've been calling for this for weeks. We've been saying for ages that we need to change. So we're now at the point where... As we, I mean, we, we must have said six weeks ago now, we must have said six weeks ago that any manager coming in will, yeah, will fancy their chances of turning this around and you know, getting the best out of this squad, turning this ship around somehow. But we're six weeks on from that now and they're even more up against it. What manager is going to come in and turn this around? It, you would need... Take Brendan Rodgers, multiply his ego by about a thousand and you would need the confidence of that guy to come in and fix this absolute disaster of a season. And, and I, I use that word deliberately. It has been an absolute disaster. We sat here a week ago and talked about how we're out of three competitions in November. We're, out, we're now zero wins on from that now. We've played two games and zero wins. I feel like, not to derail us completely, but some listeners, a lot of listeners out there will know that we do a fortnightly podcast on our Patreon a service called the Friday phone in and it's a bit of anything goes ask us anything a lot of questions coming in from the listeners and prior to this season starting a heavy theme on it was that it was kind of what would you do for 10 in a row challenges it was kind of yes like for example like would you give uh, Jimmy Bell a daily sponge bath if it meant we could seal <laughs> yeah. 10 in a row I'm now thinking back to did I turn one of those down accidentally did I flippantly say no I wouldn't do that and now I'm being cursed now it's like some like cheesy 90s film and that has actually come true 
because that's the only explanation for how bad this season has been. It can only be black magic at this point. But you're 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 actually quite right because I was thinking today. Right, no, you're not quite right. It's not black magic, and you're being humorous, right? And but um, I, I was thinking to myself today, like this is like this is almost unbelievable what we are witnessing here. It's oh, like yeah. it's like the fall of Rome type stuff, and <laughs> yeah. and the, it's we're watching Celtic who have been so dominant for so long give up this league with an absolute whimper. And do you know what the worst of it was, Melly? The worst of it was, whilst everyone at the Celtic board and the Celtic management sat at the top table and quaffed wine and ate whatever they ate in, in Rome and enjoyed themselves and had a good old time, us, the peasants on the ground, were going, uh, the, the enemies at the gate, the, the enemies at the gate, they're, they're climbing <laughs> over the walls. Like, we were telling them, this is coming. This disaster is coming. And and that is what that's what's so galling to me. You only need to go back to the beginning of the season. When you start to look at some of Celtic's results, we were on this podcast, yeah. you know, Riga, Sarajevo, terrible against Riga, terrible against Sarajevo, terrible against St. Johnston, terrible against Rangers, Aberdeen drawing. You know, all these games, we were saying this is not going well. And it was just, it's like the Celtic board haven't been watching the games. It's like they've been doing something else because I, I, that's the only explanation I have for it. It's hard to believe that the last victory I celebrated was Scotland. The last time Celtic won a game, Scotland hadn't qualified for a major tournament. This is I'm choking ago. for an international break, by the way. Choking for it. I don't know, the, the, the I would love an international today, break. So it. it's not till March, but... As remember the Rangers game, we said this was in the post. This was always coming for Celtic. Yeah. We hadn't been playing well all season. Now this might be a, a bad analogy, but we'll hear it out. We've it had, was a, few already, really. had so a few today already. I've had a few. That's don't definitely beat our thing. <laughs> this was in the post. We get beat by Rangers. We're now sitting. Peter Law sitting outside Celtic Park. He's got his confirmation email. Your parcel is on the way. The postman has knocked the door. Parcels arrived. Handed it over to him, he's opened it, and it's a big bag of jobbies. And we're stuck there with it. Instead of sending it back, instead of emailing and saying, look, this isn't what I ordered, he's just sitting there with it, holding on to it as if somebody's going he's to come back it. and take it off him. He's backing it. He's like, put it up in the mantelpiece, maybe it'll get better. It's not going to get better. Yeah. <laughs> Extraordinary. <laughs> but the whole time this is happening and this is on the mantelpiece, everybody's coming in and saying, well, that's not right. That shouldn't be there. You should maybe throw that out. And he's like, nah, don't, you're being stupid. It's fine. Like, we're sitting here watching this every week and the, the board are getting away with it because we're not in the stadium. They're putting up fences to stop us going up to the ground. And there's an AGM in a couple of weeks and they're just lucky that nobody can go to that. It's unbelievable what we're watching here, the way we've been treated. What we need here is a moment of clarity, don't we? We need, we need someone to go, Peter, there's a shit on the mantle place. <laughs> <laughs> that jobby beat Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, that would be his retort, wouldn't it? That would be that would absolutely be his retort. Like, all, all joking aside, and you know what? At this stage, maybe all you can do is laugh. It's so frustrating for me as a fan because it's this has, as you said, Melly, this has been coming. And we as lowly podcasters and not just us, every Celtic fan that's been watching Celtic this season, all the way back to Ferenc Varos and Riga and Sarri, even Sarajevo and all the games we've mentioned, Celtic at no point have hit their stride. The first game of the season, we were good. But apart from that, it's been very, very patchy. And we said on this podcast ages ago now, it seems that, you know, I said on the podcast rather that I was getting Ronnie Dyla vibes. 
And yeah. it's mm, this is yeah. almost like Neil Lennon would love to have Ronnie Dyla's record. Oh, Neil, at this moment, Neil Lennon would trade what he's doing this season for what Ronnie Dyla was doing when Ronnie Dyla gets sacked, Melly. The whole time we've been doing this podcast, we've had a few a few rival, maybe not rival managers, but other managers in the league that we've had wee jokes about or thought got a harsh deal. Now, I had a wee look into their record, so I've got five names here for you. Okay, and the jobbers. So this is what you what what you've done is you've looked into the record just for clarity of every manager that we've relentlessly taken the piss out of for being shy on this podcast. You've looked at his record. <laughs> it will not not all of them because oh, I'm going to get Satan. I'm going to get comfortable mm. for this. Uh, th- there's one there's one in there that we respected and thought got a harsh deal. Okay. Uh, but the other the other four. So I've got five names here for you. And so what are the names? Tell us the names up top. Ian Caffro, King right. VL. Yes. We have Craig Levine, the Specky Mourinho. We have okay. mm-hmm. Angelo Alessio. We I, have, ba- I could barely remember who Angelo Alessio is. To be yeah, honest, Wilk. the Kamarnock guy that lasted yeah, about yeah. Eight, yeah. eight games or whatever. Yeah, okay. Uh, 22 games he lasted. Okay. We have Mark Warbiola and we yep. have Pedro Cachinha. Okay. Now, out of those five, two of them have a better record than Neil Lennon currently <laughs> for this season. <laughs> When right. they were sacked, uh, Warbiola, he, Mark Warburton, he resigned. He resigned, all right? So we can okay. maybe give him that. At least he did dignity walk away. But there's Pedro, Warburton, Alessio, Levine, and Cafro. Which three do you think had a worse record than Neil Lennon right now? Win percentage? Alessio? Sure. Correct. He had right. a 36% ratio, 8 out of 22. Cafro, he had a 23% win ratio. Jesus, with that, what Cathro hadn't he? What did he get the bullet? Wow. <laughs> um, so, who's like Craig Levine? Did he have a worse record? Yeah, well, I just done Craig Levine for the season, but he won one one out of eleven league games uh, the season he was sacked. So, we have Mark Warburton and Pedro Cachinha currently have better win ratios than Neil Lennon this season. Jesus, so, uh, you know what? Take Mark Warburton aside, right? Because he's went on to have some sort of career uh, he's manager of QPR just now in the championship so he's obviously got some sort of decent career but what we're saying now is Neil Lennon Stephen is worse than Pedro Cachinha was for Rangers <laughs> there's your headline there's your clickbait headline Go- goodness me no, no that's pretty stark I mean we're, we're having a joke here because as, as you said Jimmy the, the alternative is we come on here and just bust into tears it's either yeah, laugh yeah. or cry and we're having to kind of find the humour in this but all joking aside this is Farcical now, but we uh, there was a story that broke, you know, shortly after I think we recorded last week, where it seemed like the board had leaked another one of their wee stories to Keith Jackson this time, and really they'd briefed. It looked like they'd briefed Keith Jackson on the idea that Neil Lennon was going to be staying. Well, in spite of the fans, basically to get it up the fans who had all turned up to to protest last week. Well, that was widely dismissed. I'll ask you. It's just uh, wacko, jacko, Keith um, making stuff up again, right? Fair enough. That's probably that could have been true. But what are we left with now? What are the reasons that Neil Lennon is still in that job? Because there are none. If you're if you're willing to eliminate the the idea that the board are keeping him on despite the fans, what else is there? There is absolutely no reason whatsoever to believe that this manager is going to turn anything around. It is absolute nonsense. The idea, what we said last week was that if you were relegation threatened and you were on this run, 
you'd be in serious danger of losing your job in any yep. other league, in, in yep. any other serious club out there. We described them last week as the, the biggest small club or the smallest big club in the world. Uh, that's that's how they continue to behave into the into the current week. How I, The ugly irony that Celtic Park has become a fortress on the outside when we cannot pick up a win on the inside of it. It is farcical now. The club is being humiliated, humiliated from absolute top to bottom. You, you make a really good point, Stephen. I was thinking again, what did the board intend to do by so publicly and strongly backing Neil Lennon? Like, what was the aim there? And I don't know if they're maybe trying like a hard reboot of the squad. You know, the squad are maybe at the point where they were on a dialer thinking, right, a couple more weeks, this guy will be gone. And maybe that was the board's message, not just to the fans, but to the players to say, Neil Lennon's going absolutely nowhere, so you better get your arse in gear. Maybe, mm, maybe that's right. what he was going for. Just one last thing on Kashinia. Now, we ridiculed him, absolutely ridiculed him. That was a terrible yeah. Rangers team. I think Celtic have played 25 games this season. Kashinia and his time at Rangers played 26, and he's already got a better win ratio than Lennon. So going to Thursday night up against a decent Lille team, we'll get beat because they're a d- decent team. Neil Lennon will have lost more games than Pedro Kashinia in his time this season. Where do we go with that? We it's, laugh this guy out of Scotland. They get absolutely slaughtered in the press by everybody. Yet Neil Lennon is still sitting in a job right now. Why is that? It's down to nothing. It's not down to nothing though. And you, you've made a good point there. It's Celtic are a PLC. There's a board. There's you know an HR department. Celtic are a workplace like anywhere else. And you know they, um, Peter Law has to answer to Dermot Desmond and Neil Lennon has to answer to Peter Law and Dermot Desmond and Neil Lennon will have targets for this season and he will have things that he will have to do with the squad, you know, like everyone's got a job, everyone's got uh, performance indicators that they need to tick so I would love to know what Neil Lennon's are, because it's obviously We've not getting to the Champions so League but we, yeah, but mm. we don't know, so if you were being reasonable to the board, you could say to the board, okay, just let us know, what are the manager's, um, what are the manager's milestones, what's he supposed to hit, because it's obviously not qualify for the Champions League, it's obviously nope. not get out of the Europa League group stage, it's obviously not be top of the league come January, it's obviously not um, spend the club's money wisely, because the signings and the money that's been spent hasn't worked, it's certainly not integrate the youth players into the squad because we've not, not seen any of that. It's not to win a treble because we're already out of one. It's not winning the treble, so it's obviously not avoid being statistically one of the worst teams ever in the Europa League. It's obviously not that we yeah. didn't even aim higher than that by the looks of it. So if you if you're being charitable to the board, you would sit them down and say, what, "So what is it? If you're if you if you're telling us that there's reason and logic behind your decisions, which." There has to be, surely. You're not just doing this out of the goodness of your heart. If there's reason and logic behind you, what is it? Because at, at this stage, there is n- there is no reasonable answer for keeping Neil Lennon in the job. And we've spoke about this for the last couple of weeks in the podcast about how, you know, this is the end of this, someone's livelihood and employment we're talking about. And we're talking about a guy, yeah. Neil Lennon, who has been at the club for, you know, almost exactly 20 years. But... This is what happens within action, Stephen. You've been saying it for weeks. You know, this is yeah. what happens within action. It, people get angrier, and the opinions get stronger, and the club don't move on it, and the team don't win on it, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. It is getting worse, and the the PR from the club, just when you think it couldn't possibly get any more amateurish or inflammatory, has been again horrendous this week. Yep. Absolutely horrendous. Every statement that comes out just adds more fuel to the fire. 
I, I can't think for a single second now that there is anyone. Well, there will still be. There will still be people out there who think Neil Lennon's the man for the job, and the board can do no wrong because you know treble, treble, nine in a row, and all that kind of thing. Right? Absolutely fine. There will still be pockets of that out there. But what they are doing now, I think we can all agree, is ignoring to their own peril ignoring the vast, vast majority of the Celtic support. And I'm not speaking for anyone here. I'm just observing what, what's going on here. Mm. There's a kind of common, a kind of weird trope out there where the, if you if you give an opinion, you're told whether it's us or whether it's the, you know, the North Curve or whatever, or you don't speak for me. No, one, no one's saying that. No one ever no. says that no. I am speaking for the general Celtic support. I wouldn't dream of it. I wouldn't dare start and speak for the Celtic support. I am observing and I reckon... The, the, it is the vast majority think this is over. This is absolutely over, and we are just dying a death of a thousand cuts now. And I, I don't know, having survived that now, and I woke up today thinking, surely this is it. Having woken up today, I, I just don't know what it's going to take to implement change. I, 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 I can't I even imagine now. To have survived Ross County, even, is yes. staggering to me. Never mind I'll, to go on to lose to Ross. Sorry, just to finish off, I'm saying that to to have lost to Ross County last week and then go a full week with no wins to to lose, <laughs> albeit to AC Milan. Fair enough, right? They're, they're a good team, but to have drawn at home to St Johnston, to have conceded a goal against St Johnston when they that team previously hadn't done so for more than three years. That the last time St Johnston scored against Celtic, to have drawn there and to have been pretty lucky to come away with a point, basically is unfathomably disastrous to me and I cannot believe I am dumbfounded that we are sitting here in the same scenario as we are as we were last Monday. My whole life supporting Celtic, I've always you've always had that when Celtic go into Europe for oh, look, we might be able to sneak it. I have never been so confident that Celtic would get beat as I was on Thursday night. I just thought there's no hope. Even if we score, they just need to show up and they will beat us because they're a competent team. But going into Sunday, it was the first time in my life I ever predicted Celtic to draw a league game at home to St Johnston. That is unbelievable. I looked at that team, I looked at the manager again, picking a team and there's no inspiration in there whatsoever. Barely a change made. A team that shipped four goals during the week, he made one change and we put out the same team. And I predicted one each, and I don't like doing that, but it was so obvious to see because I just couldn't see his winning the game. It's at home against St Johnston. Stephen just said they barely ever scored against us, and now we're struggling to beat any team. We've got this run of league games coming up where it's home games or it's against bottom of the league teams, and the first hurdle we come up against, we fall right over it. I want to know what... I'm starting to wonder what the end looks like for Neil Lennon because at the moment, him seeing the league out is unthinkable. Um, Hmm. Other than the fact that there then becomes an admission that we're not going to win the league and he's just given it to see it out anyway. So... You know, they do. There's this cup with... final nonsense as well, where he gets the cup final so he can get his treble. It's, it's yeah, but that's only in, that's only when is that? Mainly like less than two weeks away. Two Couple weeks, of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So the the board can't go from he has our one hundred percent back into sacked in two weeks. That makes them look stupid. So well, if he either... hasn't won a game in that point, then what, well, what happens is then I think well, what I think is they're going to do the old either mutually consented or Neil Lennon's going to is going to be posted like he's stepping down. From the role because I don't think the board mm. would turn would embarrass themselves by going I way back to this guy because they're meant to have more knowledge than us they're meant to see and know things that we don't but 
you know, we, we're on the outside and they're on the inside, but we're on the outside going, this isn't working, guys. And they're going, I oh, trust us, it's working. So I think, you know, the, the end for Neil Lennon, it's madness, but the end for Neil Lennon is going to look like he's going to resign or he's going to do the old mutually consented or or at the very least, they'll do what they did with Ronnie Dyla and say he's leaving at the end of the season because it's obvious by this point that the league is over. And it is mad. And I, I, I'm di- I'm different for you too. I think the league's done. Um, I know I'm usually ridiculously positive and a bit yeah. foolish with these things. I don't see it. I just do not see any way that this team are going to miraculously t- turn it around. I was thinking that, you know, maybe one way you turn it around is by giving the fringe players a shot because mm. I thought Turnbull was decent when he came on the other day. Uh, very positive. He was. Uh, I was looking into the stats. Probably man of the match. Completed most percentage of his passes. Won most of his duels. Was very effective in the final third. Um, one of the problems that Celtic have got in midfield, well, all over the pitch, but particularly in midfield for me, from defence to midfield, is we don't move the ball fast enough. There's not enough running no. off the ball. Far too slow. Far too pedestrian. I'm not even going to read too much into Neil Lennon's comments from that game because it's the same comments he's been saying literally no, for months now. You'll drive yourself insane. Oh, you'll drive yourself insane. The fitness one was my favourite. The fitness yeah. was a doozy. It be, now, to be fair to Neil Lennon, I think the point he was making of fitness was specifically towards a Yeti who was carrying an injury, maybe, and mm. I, I, I'm trying to be as fair as I possibly can. But, you know, do you think, Stephen, that there's maybe a call for digging out the Lee Griffiths, the David Turnbulls, not Greg Taylor because I still think Lax out's a much better player. Maybe looking at Anthony Ralston and seeing if these guys that are. De- I know, Melly, you're shaking your head. What but a it's, list! It's no, desperate I love the times. As well. It's de- If Neil Lennon is looking for a spark, if he's looking for a bit of swagger, could he not turn to players with a point to prove to get it? Because these guys that are in just now, they they must have it far too easy. Because n- nothing he says working. Stan Petrov, Stephen made a great point. He goes, Neil Lennon changes the personnel. He changes the system, but what he doesn't ever change is the reaction from the team. So maybe he needs to look yeah. at some of these fringe players and, and try and... And is there anyone in the sidelines you think, right, he needs to start starting games now? Klamala, there's well, another one. <laughs> there's a guy who won't be invited back to Celtic TV, by the way, Stan Petrov. After he <laughs> I was, enjoyed him as he well. Was, I thought he was quite good. He was anything other than unflinchingly positive, which is what they demand from Celtic TV. So he won't be getting invited back. That's him blacklisted. Mm. The fringe players... Any of who you've just listed? No, absolutely not. Griffiths, Ralston, Turnbull, 100%. I would play Turnbull, absolutely. For sure, I would play Turnbull because it can't possibly get worse than seeing Scott Brown waddle around being a facsimile of Scott Brown from two or three years ago. The the ghost of titles past that is Scott Brown just now. So nothing would be worse than that because that is becoming uncomfortable as well. We're watching just Scott Brown and Neil Lennon evaporate in front of us and it is uncomfortable viewing he's far from the only culprit but the playing Scott Brown week in week out is again just a complete nonsense at this point Mm. he is providing absolutely nothing Um, Turnbull definitely it won't be the same type of player of course but we do not need a guy who is just playing passes swagging forward five yards and then just wandering around pretending to be a hard man and I know that sounds really disrespectful to Scott Brown but I'm fed up of what I'm watching what I'm saying just now does not erase the previous 13 years of tremendous service from Scott Brown I'm talking about the here and now what mm. we're seeing isn't good enough the rest though Griffiths nah forget it can't be bothered with yeah. the Lee Griffiths discussion because the guy isn't fit enough and we're talking about December and of all the things that have completely let us down this season his fitness is you know, is one of the first indicators of how 
how this season was going to go. When he turned up from pre-season, you know, grossly overweight from reports and wasn't even fit enough to travel for the pre-season friendlies. Nah, I'm not turning to him <laughs> as my hero, to be perfectly honest. He will come on and score goals like he always does, but he scored a lot of goals for Celtic, 120-odd probably at this stage, but over the last five years, it's probably about 40. You know, he's probably averaging nine or ten goals a season for the last, you know, since the, the Ronnie Dyla days. The idea that he's going to magically turn into another, like how he was back then, I think is completely beyond him. He's still useful, but no. Ralston, has it got that? Has it gotten to that stage where we're reaching towards our third choice right back as to be the saviour of the season? Get him in. Get him in. Yeah. <laughs> Melly's all for it. It is thin on the ground because we've got all the quote best players in the squad in the team just now and they're all woefully misfiring to a man absolutely every single one of them Callum McGregor tried his heart out it looked like against St Johnston but he's not got the quality in him to carry the team on his own Christie was energetic but it looked as if he was once again trying to get himself sent off he is, he's kind of edging towards the loose cannon as we saw against AC Milan as well but he granted Chalanolu a penalty you know, but yeah, basically. I, I'm talking about the, the free kick, obviously, but for a guy of that quality, for one of the best set-piece strikers in Europe, that is effectively a penalty we've given him there. Just uh, on Edward, that, Stephen, whilst you mentioned it, because I don't want to double back on onto that, yeah. that free kick, right, in, in Christie, that, that's another thing where the, I think the players need... To, we had this conversation last week in the podcast about the, how the players need to be culpable. That free kick there, 100%, 100%, they would have been told, do not try your fucking best not to give free kicks away yeah. in this area. Try your yeah. best, do whatever you need to do. And then there's Ryan Christie, and there was no need. There was no need to foul the guy there. And Ryan Christie comes charging in for the back, right in the area that's the most dangerous, right in front of the referee. Yeah. And you're thinking to yourself, what is going on with this? What is going on with these players? What is going on in their heat? And that's why I think, Melly, that's why I think, as I'm positing this as an idea, I'm not 100% behind it myself, but maybe it's time to look at some of these fringe players and say, look, Ryan Christie, your heat's gone. You need mm. you need some time out of the team. Turnbull, you're going to be playing in the number 10 spot from now on, for example. Yeah, look, I want to see Turnbull in the team, but th this is the problem, isn't it? Players are going out and making rash, rash decisions because they're hearing the same voice when they go in at half time. They're seeing it. Uh, before the game, the here and the after, Neil Lennon has come out and slaughtered these players week after week, and now he's trying to be supportive of them after their confidence is gone. And every single game where we let this go on, confidence is getting sapped from these players. It's the only thing I'm clinging on to right now is if Celtic, looking at that Celtic team, I could pick an 11 right now of available players that I think is a very good team that should beat every team in the SPFL, once we get this Lille game out of the way, the European disaster is over, we just need to concentrate on the league. I could pick a team that I think, look, look at that team, get Scott Brown out it and put these 11 players in, maybe get Forrest, Mikey Johnson back for some width and we've got a good squad there. But the longer we leave this, the worse it's going to get because Jamie's talking about the players being culpable and they are. But the problem is, these guys are going out making rash decisions. How many good players have we seen make rash decisions? Cal McGregor's trying to put out fires everywhere. Christie's flying into challenges. Ayers pointing everywhere, trying to direct everybody. Nobody's playing their own game because they're trying to help out with everything else because the structure of the team is absolutely disastrous. Get somebody new in. 
get fresh ideas in, get these players' confidence back and tell them exactly what they've got to do and we could go on a run. It might not be enough now, it might not be enough because we've left it so late, but we could salvage something from this season. But the longer we leave this going, the same things are going to happen because we've seen against Milan, we've seen against St Johnston, it's the same mistakes, the same goals we're conceding and looking at the starting 11, we can come on to that after about St Johnston, but we're not creating anything either. It's, I was watching sports scene, I was listening to Sean Maloney um, and he was picking apart Celtic's problems and he was and, and they, they seemed, as he was describing them, as a guy that understands football and is, is coaching at, let's be honest, the highest level but has coached for Celtic as well. He was picking the problems out very simply. He's like, look, Celtic are getting bodies in the defensive areas but they're not dealing with the situations well enough yeah. and it sounds like basically they're not. And Michael Stewart, another guy who's played football um, professionally and obviously does a lot of watching the game says you know that the only way you can change that is being coached running through these drills in the park week yeah. after week after week after week Neil Lennon said in his post-match interview that you know all these goals get analysed to death and blah 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 I, I, I'm really not up for listening to any more of Neil Lennon's excuses about why we're losing goals uh, Sean Maloney also went on to say you know Celtic are not getting overloads in the wide areas they're not yeah. getting guys putting in crosses and creating for the wide areas so they're very very narrow and that's not working either so these problems seem really really fundamental to, to Celtic and and this is again something that people have been talking about there's been guys on Twitter talking about the fundamental problems from with Celtic there's been analysis of the games by on sports you know season talking about the fundamental issues that Celtic have got and Sean Maloney was the first person actually funnily enough Sean Maloney was the first guy on our Patreon so when we launched the Patreon um, I think about two years ago the Sh mm. we went and interviewed Sean Maloney at Lennox Town um, and he gave us an hour of his time and it was an absolutely great podcast and it's still there if you want to check it out um, you know the drill by now patreon.com slash 20 minute tims you can go listen to that Sean Maloney and he goes into depth about how he coaches the youngsters and the philosophy and all that but one of the things he said Melly at the very beginning of the podcast was we were talking about the difference between the youth team and the, the first team at that time. And was Brendan Rodgers the manager that yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. Can you yeah. remember? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was saying, well, we don't play exactly the same way as the first team. Um, we don't play the same formation because we don't have the players. And he laughed and he went, because basically that's what formation is, isn't it? You pick the formation based on the players you've got. You don't pick your formation first and try and make it work with the players. And I thought to myself, that's what Neil Lennon's doing. Neil <laughs> Lennon is playing Aye. the formations that he used to play despite not having any width, despite not having fullbacks that can create, he, he, one striker. He's create and one striker. He's, yeah. he's playing these formations that don't work. So he needs to maybe go back to the drawing board and obviously can he do it and he would have done it by now and find an entirely new formation to play because the ones, the one he wants to play isn't working and, it's, and it sounds so basic but it's so fundamental. You do not have the players at your disposal to play the formation you want and you keep trying the two different formations and they don't work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The reason that the weekend I thought we were going to seriously struggle is the same reasons we've struggled all season. Started off three five two against Ross County uh, against St Johnston, and we had six defensive players with a back three, two wing backs, and Scott Brown in there. Ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. Adding to that, we don't have two strikers up there, which is utterly nonsense because it's Edward and Christie. Nobody's stretching the game. Nobody's going beyond. And in a three five two, what you need is width from your fullbacks. You need fullbacks that can whip in a ball, or you need fullbacks that can get to the byline, use a pace, and cut it across. And I spoke about it with Ryan on the, the post-match that between Laxalt and Frimpong, Celtic have created three goals this season. Three goals from your wing-backs. Rangers, on the other hand, have created 39. That is incredible that Celtic's two wide players create so little. And then when you go into midfield, if you're not getting anything there, Christie and Rogic in the same positions and Edward dropping in. It's absolute ludicrous that we're seeing the same things over and over for and that's why we need a change. Can I just uh, can I just stop you there? You, we, we might as well just pack up and go home because there's some breaking news. We might as yes, well just pack I've up just the, seen it. We might as well just pack up the microphones and go home. The Celtic board have released a statement, um, and the headline of the statement is: "The board of Celtic Football Club wishes to make it clear it's continuing its support for Neil Lennon and his backroom team." <laughs> for fuck's sake. Now uh, this is a live read to you guys <sighs> on this podcast. In light uh, of the you know ongoing... Again, sorry, sorry to derail you there, I actually got excited there. I actually <laughs> got I'm excited. Sorry. I, I, uh, this is the opposite of what you wanted, was gone there. I was, Aye, I was, this is the opposite of what you wanted. Pounding. Jesus Christ. So, so here it is. In light of the ongoing speculation regarding the position of our football manager, Neil Lennon, the board of Celtic Football Club wishes to make it clear it's continuing support for Neil and his background team. Okay, <sighs> so... The board recognises and understands the importance of winning the league championship this season and that, as Neil himself has made clear, recent performances have been disappointing. The board is committed to delivering success for Celtic and his supporters. The board, I, I've not read the whole statement yet, but I would love now in this statement for them to go in and explain how they intend to do that. Yeah. Anyway, unless let's see if they, Unless there's a war chest in January, which I don't trust either of them to spend. 
No, no, well, that's a, we, we can get... When we're 30 points behind. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. the merits of that in a minute, but let me finish the statement. The board has carefully considered our current circumstances and the challenge we are faced, not least the pressure on the management and the players to deliver the 10th championship in a row that is so important to us all. Equally important is to continue to operate according to our club's values. The board has come to the conclusion that our collective objective is best served by continuing to support Neil and his team as they seek solutions for those challenges. Okay, so I'm sure at the end of this, I'm sure somewhere they will say, here's what we're going to do. Here's how yeah. we intend to do things forward. Because right now, this is shut up. We're back in the manager. But yeah. let me continue. Neil has the support of the players and the staff at the club. He understands the pressure on the environment. As his outstanding record as a manager, captain and player demonstrates, oh, he knows what it takes to be successful at Celtic and he's delivered <laughs> success with many of the current squad of players who understand his method and approach. Okay, so they're pulling out the heartstrings there. Whilst it has been suggested that it is time for a change, at this stage in the season, the board believes that Neil and his management team are best placed to turn this team's performances around and lead us on to success. The board continues to work closely with Neil and his team to support them as they seek to do so to pro Oh, as they seek to do so and the progress will be reviewed in the new year. So he's he's getting to the end of the calendar year, effectively, then they're going to review it. I, I suppose that You've missed it, that's a PS in Oza City. Well, I've still not reached the end. But uh, uh, let's take this bit by bit then. There's a milestone there, Stephen, isn't there? There's a, that's a milestone. The board have said he's backed. He's backed until at least the new year now. Either that's a, a legitimate milestone they've put there to say to supporters, we'll review it in the new year and things aren't getting better. Or that's them just basically trying to shut people up for a couple of weeks. Jamie, you said earlier that the board are supposed to know more than us. As, as fans, they're supposed to have better knowledge than us. Maybe what they do know is that there's nobody else. There's absolutely nobody else for be. this role, and this is why they're sticking with it, because that is the biggest pile of steaming garbage, just insulting pish. Uh, that don't get too excited, there's two paragraphs left. Oh, right, okay. I, I mean, that I, I'm speechless at that. Absolutely speechless. There, there is no reason to continue this. Even if, see, even if you take Neil Lennon, forget that ridiculous statement we've just endured there. Even if you take Neil Lennon's words in his interviews, right? And I'm, I don't want to focus too much on it, but ultimately, it's all we've got to go on. It's all we've got to go on is the manager's words. He comes out there and he talks about how he doesn't know what's wrong with him. He doesn't know what's wrong with him. Maybe it's confidence. Maybe there's no, yeah. there's no movement. There's no guile. There's no this. There's no that. Everyone's unfit. They're Swagger. unprofessional. Right. But I'm definitely the man to turn it around. I don't know what any of it is. I don't know what any of the problems yeah. are. But I'm going to solve those problems. This is, I'm, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills listening to this pish now. And again, it's a it's a word we've used several times now. But gaslighting that that's exactly it's not what gaslighting anymore. Getting. It's gone beyond gaslighting because gaslighting has a subtlety to it. Um, and without getting, <laughs> yeah, and right. without yeah. without being distasteful. Um, it, it's, it's, it was gaslighting but there's a subtlety and a nuance to gaslighting that just doesn't exist for the Celtic board anymore we're basically being told shut up and sit down eat your dinner um, the board wishes to take this opportunity to thank all Celtic supporters which is terrific oh. uh, for the support during this challenging year the response of the support to the challenges that we have all faced has been magnificent we shut up uh, it is therefore important to make clear that the board has never as it has been inaccurately reported referred to any Celtic supporter as quote entitled the board recognises this range of views expressed by our supporters and the strength of those opinions. Whilst there may not always be agreement, there is certainly a common goal, the success of Celtic Football Club, and we will continue to work together to seek to achieve that success. So the, the basically what they're saying there is, Neil Lennon's a man for the job. We, we are, we've got our eyes on the ground. We've spoken to the players. Everyone has bought into Neil Lennon. There is a united front 
in Celtic Football Club between the players, the staff and the manager and the board to make this a success and we really think we can do it. Please stick with us that, and we'll review it in the new year. Let me do something that might go down as unpopular, but I'm going to do it anyway. Is there a difference, Stephen, in a management team that has, quote, lost the dressing room and has and is broken and fractured to the point where the players and the managers are, are just simply aren't on the same page and the players are waiting for the guy to get the sack, a la Ronnie Dyla, compared to a joint crisis where everyone is in the same boat, everyone is working together and there's a unity behind the scenes trying to fix it. Is there a difference in those two scenarios? Have you heard of a, a certain boat called the Titanic? Yeah. <laughs> um, Everyone on that Is that was... the one Kate Winslow got poked on? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Among other things, that, that is the, I've the seen basic the film. synopsis. See, see the, the film The Titanic, right? Yeah. Now that you bring it up. So that starts, that starts, right, with an old lady going to find a necklace, right? That's all they want. They just want the necklace. And she ends up telling them her whole life story and how she got her first shag. And by the end yes, of the movie, yeah. they find the necklace. And you think that whole time on that boat, they must have been, fucking hell, just tell us where the necklace is, you old bastard. <laughs> she had it the whole time, but she didn't show them it. She, well, she had it the whole time. Yeah, they they went out on that boat to find the necklace that was under the water and she pulls it out of her pocket. She, she drops it in the ocean at the end, doesn't even show them it. <laughs> I've a never st- noticed staggering. that before. That Wait. whole movie, the whole movie, sorry to derail this, but it's like let me just, built on a lie. let me clarify <laughs> this, that whole film is about going to find a necklace in the water and she's got it in her pocket and then she throws it in the water. Aye, because she goes out at the end and uh, she has it and she holds it above the ocean and <laughs> pretends to drop it and just drops it in. Oh I'll never let go, Jack. This is like, oh. this is like Peter Lawl, isn't it? I'll never <laughs> let go, Neil. <laughs> this is that's honestly that's more that is that is more interesting to me than Celtic. Yeah, anyway, Stephen, carry I feel on. That, that was pretty good, guys. Um, <laughs> why I bring up Titanic is that the that's two scenarios fault. you've you've put in front of me there, right? Mm. It, ultimately, it doesn't matter because even if if there were people in the boardroom or in the the, the bridge or whatever it is, right? What were all the the captain and all the engineers and all that hanging about? I don't know. Can you tell? I don't know much about uh, ships or sailing, right? They're mm. all in there arguing about it. Who's got the best ideas on who to go forward there? What they do is they come to the agreement that they're going to stick with the current captain and it's going to sink anyway. It doesn't matter if they're, <laughs> they're arguing yeah. with within each other. It, it doesn't matter. This ship is going down and I'm, I'm furious at that statement. I, I think, Melly, I, 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 I can tell you, I'm looking at my phone here, the WhatsApps are going mental. Everyone's texting for this <laughs> statement. Melly, there is... Football, more than anything else, is an acutely results-driven business, right? Yeah. So... The board can put out as many statements as they want. They can say whatever they want. They're not winning football games. They can say, we're all united in this. Good. You're not winning football games. We want we, do, we don't want to create too much change at this point in the season because we think the manager can turn it around. Don't care. You're not winning football games. And really, that's what it comes down to. The board, the time for talking is gone. The board can put out as many statements as they want. They can apologise to us and make it clear we're not entitled and thank us for blah, 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 blah. Don't care win football matches it's and that's what it comes down to no it's just too late we asked for change weeks ago now months ago we asked for change months ago and they've ignored it ignored it and now it is looking like it's too late because every time they've come out with a statement Celtic go out and lose the next game Neil Lennon again at the weekend we go in at half time nil nil 
Do we get a reaction in the second half? No, we don't. Do we get a reaction when we go a goal down? We get a snidey goal. We've got about 10 minutes to win the game and we don't go out and do it. Every time they come out with this nonsense, nothing happens after it. We get the same result. It's either a draw or a loss. And we're just going back round in circles here saying, why are you the only ones that can't see a change needs to be made? You can... You can look at it and blame the board here completely and go, it's been years of recruitment, it's been coming, this has been coming for Celtic. But the fact of the matter is, Neil Lennon has a squad there that is better than the rest of the league. And no matter if he didn't sign one of those players, if he didn't want any of them, they are all higher higher paid and better than the teams he's coming up against. And he's simply not winning games. That's his job, to manage the team to win games. And he's not doing it. So why is it just going to change all of a sudden? These chickens that have come home to roost for Celtic, um, or look as if they're coming home to roost, have been on their way not just this season. This isn't a problem that was created um, in August or September or when the results went bad. This has been a problem that has been widely spoken about with Celtic um, for years now. You know, we've discussed Mm. it on this podcast. It's been written about in blogs. Um, It's been reported in the press. It's been spoken about by the club. You know, the, the structure of Celtic is a structure that is almost maybe a decade or so old that you've got the chief executive with his hand on the tiller and he appoints the managers and it's all very much like his chiefdom and or fiefdom and he looks after it, you know. Um, whereas if Celtic were um, structured and had done the, the homework and the groundwork in the, the years prior to this and they had a proper football structure and a proper operating football department, um, the recruitment would be a lot better and a lot more coherent. And changing the manager or actually who who would be the head coach wouldn't really be an issue because there would be targets identified. There would be a director of football who knows the sort of guy that would come in. Neil Lennon would come out and another guy would slot right in and and things would continue. Neil Lennon wouldn't have been appointed if that was the case because he doesn't fit in. Well, no, you're right. Neil Lennon wouldn't be appointed. But, you know, yeah, the point I'm making is a failing manager in this position, whether it's Neil Lennon or anybody you want to talk about, had the whole work been done a couple of years ago, Celtic would be in a much better position to deal with this crisis. But the, the position we're at now is the board are basically releasing a statement going, we're going to review things in the new year. Well, you know, look how quickly things have turned in the past. You know, they're going to review it in the new year. What's that, eight weeks? Between then and now, a, yeah. a lot can change and, and we could weeks? be out... What are you talking <laughs> about, son? Three, three four, three weeks? Nice. Uh, well, it's eight weeks until the end of January, so I'm being charitable to the board right. there. If they say they're going to review it in January, you know, give them to the end of January. They're going to. They, I assume they're not going to. They've not released a statement here to say Neil Lennon is getting another three weeks in the job. When they say it, they'll look at it in the new year. I'm assuming they'll look at it into the new year. So late, so late. That, and that's the point. It. That's the point. I'm making that. The more I talk about, it, the more I'm getting pissed off. I'm, we could feasibly be out of all competitions by the time yeah. that they they make this decision comfortably. Yeah. Jamie, see what on right one what you're talking about about this goes back to another another conversation we've had weeks ago. Right. I feel like we're just doing a sort of greatest hits of the last two months on this <laughs> podcast. You know, we keep going back to things we've already spoken about. Mm. But we spoke about Neil Lennon's baffling comments about changing the culture at the club, right? We spoke about that and how that's not easy. That doesn't happen overnight. And it starts from the top down. So if you're going to change the culture, you get rid of one Lowell, two. Neil Lennon, three, probably Scott Brown, right? Those are the three most influential people at the club when it comes to the culture of the club. But that's not my point just now. My point is that 
it's difficult to do those do those things. It doesn't happen overnight. But Celtic have had a ten year head start on everyone yeah. else to do it. They've had a ten year head start with no Rangers in the league. Right, eight years, give or take. Right, you know what I mean. Rangers were going, were failing for a long time before they finally went out of business. Ten years of a head start, and they've done nothing. And you know why? It's because this board have got no interest in doing that. They've got no interest in no. doing that whatsoever because they've already got their pet guy in the role. They've got their pet mm. manager there who is not going to rock the boat. Who knows fine well how lucky he is to be in the job and he's never going to get another one. The board know that. He knows that. He doesn't make demands of the board because he's not in a position to. He has no stock left in management. He doesn't make any demands of them. They are not going to subject themselves to another Brendan Rodgers as long as they're in the positions because with a real manager comes power and sway and you have yeah. to you know, cede some of your influence to a powerful manager at the club. They're not willing to do that because they've got their guy in already. And... What we're seeing is that they are so keen to hold on to that, they are willing to forgo, they are willing to sacrifice everything so that they keep their guy in the position, which is completely and utterly unforgivable. If anyone needed further proof that this board are treating us with utter contempt, it is that statement right there. I mean, we, what, Jamie, sorry to drag you back into it. I'm going to force oh, you to pleasure. read it again. But <laughs> what was the bit in there that implied that you know Neil Lennon knows what it takes it was, wasn't oh, yeah. worded like that but it was effectively that that was the bit where you you nearly <laughs> spontaneously combusted when you heard that <laughs> so you the, nearly punched your mic that, that section of this goes Neil has the support of the players and the staff at the club right that's I think that's the key uh, to be honest I think yeah. that's the, the, the this is where this all hinges Neil has the support of the players and the staff is that enough though well, evidently not. On its own, it's it's evidently not. But it goes on to say, he understands the pressure and the environment. As his outstanding record as manager, captain and player demonstrates, he knows what it takes to be successful at Celtic and he's delivered success with many of the current squad of players who understand his method and approach. See, to be honest, right, the only part of this statement that I'm at all interested in is this bit here. He's delivered success with the current squad of players who understand his method and approach, right? That's... That makes sense. The play, what what that's telling me is the players haven't. He's not lost the dressing room, right? That's basically what that line tells me. It's still not enough because no. they're not winning football matches. But I would question that line. His outstanding record as manager. Has has Neil Lennon really got an outstanding record as Celtic manager? No, Does he really have an outstanding record as Celtic manager? No, in terms of just trophies won, then it, it's a it's a good record. But with that comes talk about context and yeah. you know it's not just about tallying up trophies because if you do that then Kenny Miller is a better player than Alan Shearer do you know what I mean so it's, <laughs> yeah. it's simply simply not the case Nacho Novo is better than Francesco Totti but right see this idea right and it really it really triggers me you see this stuff that he knows what it takes no no, he doesn't I'd argue that it's the opposite he doesn't know what it takes just because he's done it before doesn't mean it's, it's working going forward because what he's proven time and again this season is that they can't win games what winning a league takes is just there's no magic to it there's no like hidden algorithm that we shit munchers the fans don't understand it's only managers it's only football people mm -hmm. who understand it it's just winning games you just need to win a load of games and you'll be successful Neil is not doing that that's the complete opposite of what they've said there the, the idea that because you've won trophies before means you're going to do it again is complete nonsense as well do you want me to give you a list of current managers who know what it takes to win a league who aren't current champions? Pep Guardiola's yeah. one. Antonio Conte is another one. They've all won trophies before. 
they've all won championships before rather but aren't current champions so what about that having won last season means they're going to do it this season that statement has has made mention of the fact that this you know the 10 is the most important thing and all that that is just based on nothing based on absolute nothing just again suffocated by history it's that it's another case of being paralyzed by the 10 and what this what this definitely smacks to me of is an ill-prepared a board ill-prepared for adversity paralyzed by the 10 they're absolutely paralyzed by this and i understand it because if celtic don't win the league this year this failure of of all the involved will be one of the biggest failures of Celtic in my lifetime. And that's not entitled. People might listen to that and go, I can't believe you're saying that. Over the past nine years, we've accumulated an advantage. That's how it should work. Yeah. It mm-hmm. should be... A, it, 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 your advantage doesn't disappear at the end of every season you start afresh. That's not the way it works here. The way it works is these advantages grow exponentially. So by the time you hit the 10th title, by the time you're nine years deep, with all the money that you've had in the bank, with all the experience of winning titles, with the, the the level of club that you should be now operating at, having a, almost a free run at it for nine years, your 10th title should be shooting in. And the the, the, the level of failure that we, we'll experience here if they don't win it is is, is massive. It's, it's on par with absolutely anything that any club has failed at. So that I think they're they're just ill prepared for change, and that yeah, that's yeah. what's happened. And you touched on it. You said there's no one else. They don't know who to get, and that's it. They've no idea. No, they've they no idea who to get. They've no idea who could come in and rescue this season. And they've if they've looked at it, they've got no faith in all the names that have cropped up, because no. really yeah. no manager's going to come and say, "Oh, I'll rescue that league for you." No manager would. Why would a manager do that now? Why would any manager put his name to that? They wouldn't. No. Absolutely not. It's late for that, and it's just the it's the whole board thing as well. If if say I'll just put a name Eddie Howe, an up and coming manager, would come in and say and Peter Law will interview him, Eddie Howe will have more questions for Peter Law than Peter Law will have for Eddie Howe. He but what's the structure of the club? What happens here? How who runs all this? And Peter Law's that. Well, that's me. I do all that. He's like, whoa, whoa. It's 2020, mate. It's nearly 2021 in a couple of weeks. That doesn't happen anymore. Celtic no. are going into this. And I said it to Stephen, you went on the podcast, Jamie, but it was just after the transfer window and I thought, it's the end of the road for this team. It just feels like even though we've signed six players, at the end of this season, how many of them are going to go? Is Neil Lennon going to be there no matter what happens? Is Peter Law going to be there what happens? And I said at the time, very rarely in football do you get a ride off into the sunset because it's all about preparing for the next season and being prepared. Preparing for everything that's coming in the future, and as you've just said, Jamie, Celtic aren't prepared for anything. They never prepared that this would go wrong, and what they would do if they needed a plan B. Plan B was to make Plan A work, and this is what they're trying to do now. They've found out that they're in an absolute mess, and they've no way to get out of it apart from just stick with what they've got right now. I'd love to know what the plan is. Um, I hope it's not just. You know, keep doing it will click eventually. I'd love yeah, to know what the plan is. Called went to liquidation and oh, that, that's, go imagine to Dubai it, and imagine come back. That's imagine it's so that there needs to be change. If they want to turn this around, there needs to be change. Whether that's bringing in more coaches, better coaches, sports psychologists, getting a new assistant manager in, or or whatever. It, what I want to see over the next couple of weeks is change. If if the board think they yeah. can do this, we need to see something change because if you just want to keep doing the same thing with the same guys it, it's not it's not going to turn around no and it could the thing is it could right we we have to say all this in the acknowledgement that 
everything could be fine. We could just roll to the title. It all starts here. We've had the galvanising effect of lose, somehow losing all, a lot of games is going to breed confidence into the team. We're going to suds to the 10, right? That could happen. But right now, why everyone is so angry is because it's based in nothing. It's based yeah. on nothing and other than blind, keep the faith, birthday cared, pish. That, that's all we've got to go on here. It is based in nothing whatsoever. There's no evidence for that as well. In fact, it's getting worse. It's getting worse by the week. And that is why people are angry and, and why they're not swallowing this stuff anymore. One, fi- one final thing on that statement as well before, I mean, I could do, I could do this all night. But one final thing, perfectly normal. Perfectly normal. All major <laughs> European clubs do this. All major European clubs come out and publicly state that they didn't call the fans' names. They, they come out and said, <laughs> yeah. we, well, somebody told you we said you're entitled. Oh, I don't know where you heard that from me. Don't know where you heard that. We didn't say that. It's as if they've been grassed in. I, I wasn't talking about you, mate. No chance. <laughs> I, Just I, I, I don't risible. know where this entitled part came from, to be honest. I never thought. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard the board. It's journalists that call Celtic fans yeah. that, but, but, not, but I've never heard anyone accuse the board of calling us that. And on that... <laughs> We shall wrap up this episode. That, that was the first time we, we well, some breaking news live uh, as the nuclear podcast was, bombshells was being everywhere. recorded. Stephen, angriest I've ever been on a podcast. So hopefully that's the last. Hopefully it's all all sunshine and roses from now on. But thanks, thanks for tolerating me, folks. Well, Melly, Peter Lowe says, calm down, we're going to win the league. They're, they're all working <laughs> together to do it. The combined brain power of the Celtic board, Celtic players, and Celtic management team are going to deliver this league for us, Melly. So any final words? I wish you'd slipped in that show, man. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and on that, thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.